the following announcement has been paid for by Perched on the Top Rope. It's your perfect knockout, Samantha Starr here, and you're watching Perched on the Top Rope. Welcome, everyone, to Perched on the Top Rope. I am your host, Lee Walker, and as you heard from that show opener today, we have from the NWA, Samantha Starr. Samantha Starr, how are you doing today? I am doing fantastic. Excited to be here with you. Awesome, and, and thank you for coming on. I'd like to thank the NWA for allowing this interview to happen. And, you know, speaking of the NWA, uh, owner and president Billy Corgan made a huge announcement in regards to the NWA signing two TV deals. And also, um, there'll be a reality show. So for you and the rest of the roster, part of NWA, what does that mean for you? And how excited are you? For myself and the rest, the rest of the roster, we have been plugging and pushing and trudging along on YouTube and using Fight TV for our, our pay-per-views. But for this nationwide and in some cases worldwide platform, it is a huge opportunity to put the NWA on the map and compete with the top companies in the in the world. So for myself, I am over the moon excited. We've got the reality show that we've been filming off and on for almost a year now and then we also have the wrestling platform as well so huge things coming from nwa in the very near future and that's that's very exciting news uh to hear and i want to dig a little bit into your history because i find this so intriguing i i have never heard it from anywhere else you are a third generation superstar, but you're not just a third generation superstar from one side of your family. You're a third generation superstar from both sides of your family. That is correct. And I don't know if I'm wrong here. I haven't ever been corrected, but I do believe that I'm the first third generation wrestler with strictly females. So my mom wrestled and her mother also wrestled. So three lines of just straight females. You hear about the fathers, the uncles, the grandfathers, but three females, three generations of, of women's wrestling. And whenever my grandmother wrestled, there were only roughly 50 women's wrestlers in the entire world. So that tells you how deep it is in my roots. Yeah, extremely deep in your roots. And I'm so glad that you brought up that statistic about um, being the first female that's an all-female third-generation superstar, because I have found out that as third-generation superstars, there are only 45 in the world. And out of the 45, only eight are women. So hearing that, how does it feel to be part of like such a prestigious part of wrestling history? I take my family's history with such pride and responsibility. I truly believe in doing things the right way and doing business the right way and bringing that old school mentality to everything that I do. So to have my path paved by just such inspirational women and world renowned wrestlers, I'm truly blessed. It's a lot of pressure, I'll give you that. It is a ton of pressure because not only when I step through the ring, I'm, I'm, or I'm sorry, step through the curtain, am I representing myself and the NWA? I'm also representing so many fantastic history-making wrestlers. 
Yeah, absolutely. And and speaking of, you know, your family history and the the his, the history in wrestling for you. Such family members, Sam Houston, Baby Doll, Jake the Snake, Roberts, when you broke into the business, what sort of advice did family members give to you? It was it was always supportive. Um I don't ever want to say that my family did not have my back. But I'm very, very hard-headed, and from a young age, I took my first bump when I was only 14 years old. Most people don't know that. So from a very young age in the wrestling business, I wanted to make a name for myself. I knew that wherever I went, people would whisper, and they would talk about, oh, well, she doesn't deserve to be here. She she got handed this opportunity. She didn't work for it. She didn't earn it. So whenever I was training, I decided to not go based off of my family's lineage and name myself Sam the Snake Roberts or Baby Doll Jr., you know? So I decided to tackle the indies and handle my, handle my own training and do things on my own merit to prove that I could so they couldn't say, oh, well, you're only here because of so-and-so because I don't ever want to take advantage of the history that I have. Yeah, and I'm glad that you said that when it when it comes to the to the history. What does it mean for you to, as a third generation superstar, what does it mean for you to live up to the family's legacy but also be your own person in the industry at the same time. It's difficult to kind of separate the two. Um, I've had so many promoters and so many creative people say, oh, well, you need to come out with a snake or, oh, you you need to have the big 80s hair or, oh, you need to learn how your dad does that little that little country line dance whenever he gets into the ring. So a lot of it is like the the devil on each shoulder, like you don't know who to listen to. But for me, I use the DDT, the move that Jake the Snake invented as my finisher. No one's ever kicked out of the DDT, ever. I've used the bulldog throughout my matches to pay homage to my father and my aunt. And my mom and I, I always get, you look just like your mom. So I I have those little pieces. I play those those strengths, but I don't copy anyone. It I use it as as a foundation to build myself up, but I've also strived really really hard to set myself apart. Yeah, and you've done a fantastic job. And speaking of a fantastic job, you're made your NWA debut at NWA seventy four uh, a little over a year ago. Yeah, I I have to ask. Having been over a year and having watched you throughout, you know, NWA power and, and everything like that, how has it been for you this past year? What would you do or what would you tell yourself going back to NWA 74? What advice would you give yourself on that night? I would tell myself to breathe. <laughs> Being able to debut at NWA 74 was probably the highlight of my career. I've done a lot of really cool things, but the NWA women's locker room puts every single other locker room on notice. It's not just the the pretty looks because we have gorgeous women in our roster, but it's also the athleticism, the dedication and the packet or the passion that 
each person in our locker room brings to the table. So stepping into NWA 74, into the gauntlet, the Burke Invitational gauntlet, and having no idea the level of intensity that these women were were bringing to the, the match, I would tell myself, breathe and trust in yourself. Because I did come up short. I did tap out to genocide. I'll give her that. I was not prepared on that night for all the incredible things that were going to come. Yeah. And do you remember after that first night, did you go to anyone in the locker room to get any sort of advice or or ask, you know, their thoughts on, on how everything went? Oh, a hundred percent to, to be able to evolve and develop in professional wrestling. You have to get the feedback. You have to get the good and the bad criticism. You have to have tough skin. You've got to be able to have a wound sliced open and then someone rubs salt and lemon juice in it because wrestling is one of the hardest things in the world to do. You're not only having to bring an athleticism, but you're also having to bring the character work. You're having to bring the ability to pivot whenever needed. And it's such an, it's a blessing, but it's also just one of the hardest things that I've ever done. So as soon as the match concluded, we, in the NWA, we have so many legends in the back to where you can go up to people like Jazz, the the fighting female phenom Jazz, and say, what did you think? What can I focus on? Where do I go from here? At the time, we had Medusa, the woman who would be king. And she has such an amazing history behind her. And I also had my mom in the locker room as well. So being able to go around to not just the women, but we also have Dr. Tom Pritchard. We have Ricky Morton. We had Bobby Fulton. They have so much knowledge that's just untapped that you would be stupid not to just sit down and just listen to them. So, of course, I'm always looking for that feedback so I can level up. Yeah, awesome. And, you know, speaking of, you know, the feedback and how this past year has gone for you, watching you on uh, NWA and, and seeing how you've evolved during that time also this past year, you've also had not one world title cha- championship opportunity, but also a TV title championship opportunity. And seemingly both were against Kenzie Page. So... I got to ask, you know, what was it like to have those opportunities? But also, how would you describe Paige as an opponent? So I've been I've been gifted to be able to watch Kenzie Page come up in the business. She's not been doing this for too long. So I saw her at a very young rookie level to being NWA Women's World Champion. And... She just happens to be a little thorn in my side when it comes to chasing NWA gold because where I want to do business the right way, I want to play by the rules, I want to shake hands and have a fair match, she always has a little trick up her sleeve to retain those titles. So do I think it's the end of the Kenzie Page versus Samantha Star saga? No. I know Kenzie Page faces Ruthie J at NWA Sawin, but if she retains that title, she's got everybody in the locker room's eyes on her. So we'll see. Including yours again. Oh, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a bone to pick with her. <laughs> well, 
I, I, I find that interesting, but I also want to like point out you've never had a title chip title. Wow. Title chip. You've never had a championship <laughs> opportunity for the NWA tag team titles. So if you could pick a tag team partner, who would you pick to be your partner to go for, to go after those? So this is going to sound. How does it come across as a unfair opportunity? But I would 100% want Camille on my side. That woman held the NWA Women's uh, World Championship for over 800 days. I think it was 813 days that she held that title and defeated everyone, not just in the U.S., but also took the, the championship on the road to the U.K. and to Mexico. So if I'm going after the NWA tag team titles, I want Camille in my corner. Okay. I had someone in my head who I thought might have been your answer. Who did uh, you think? I had somebody who was not an obvious pick, but being paired with James Mitchell and Max the Impeller would be quite a tag team for the two of you. Max terrifies the heck out of me. They are a beast from head to toe. I do not want to be on their bad side. I have been across the ring from them on multiple occasions. And I'm not saying that they gave me a concussion, but I had ringing in my ears for days after. They are tough. They are, they are intimidating. I would want them in my corner. But to be able to say, hey, Max. It's me, Samantha Starr. Why don't we come fight together? I don't know if they're exactly a team player in that sense. I'm not, I don't know if I'm twisted enough for that. I mean, that brute force, like you, there, there's an advantage there, I think, with having Max and with James Mitchell being the, being a manager, <laughs> you know, that could. That could very well play in my favor. Yeah, I look at it like this, like the odd couple. Yeah, 100%. You know, we would walk through Walmart hand in hand and people would think that we're crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they'd have to do a double take, be like, wait, what is... What really? was that? Yeah. No. So that's a brilliant idea. Are you gonna Are you going to make the call to Max? I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to. I'm, I'm going to talk to James first if I do anything. <laughs> I, I think... Go. I think he might be a voice of reason a little bit on that, but I think that James Mitchell is the voice of reason. <laughs> yeah, I, right in that scenario. I, yeah, but I, I think I think you'd have to go to him to be the voice of reason on that. I, yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm intimidated by Max too. So, you know, that's oh, yeah. the terrifying is is the perfect word right there. I've hit them with everything that I had in the tank and still came up short multiple times. It was no matter what I could do, there was no taking Max off their feet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm, I, I can see why, to be honest with you. I, yeah. I, I have to ask, how do you like the, the vibe of NWA as with the studio feel and it's um, like a, old school original roots? To me, the the NWA studio feel is such it's such a throwback, and it's so 
it's done so well. And we keep leveling up and we keep bringing more and more to the table. This season, you got to see the new entrances. You got to see the new the new uh, curtains where we come out of. It was, it's slowly but surely building up this incredible atmosphere to where it's different from everything else. You can flip through the TV channel and be like, oh, what wrestling is on there? What, what? who are we watching but nwa can't be mistaken you can't look at nwa and be like oh is that aew is that wwe no that is nwa we have a very distinctive environment on purpose because we want you to see that and recognize the brand yeah and i love it because i am kind of that old school more old school fan um from when I grew up, I grew up in the golden era of professional wrestling, if as they say. So I I love when I when it, NWA was first back, I loved the feel when Billy brought it. And then to see like the new entrance ramps and, and how with the curtains, it is incredible. And he's done such a great job. I'm excited for the TV deal, uh, which he brought up. They were uh, top 20 networks, which is Correct. so exciting which I'm super excited about. This is Benton, everybody. He does this for every interview I do. He, he is a rescue. And when he wakes up, he's very needy and needs to be around me. Oh, <laughs> I have I have an orange cat too, part of the Orange Cat Club. Yeah. His name is Chico. He is an absolute love bug, but... That's exactly yeah. how this guy is. He's he's a a, a lovey dovey kind of cat, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Oh. Now, <laughs> as far as um twenty ending twenty twenty three going into twenty twenty four, what sort of goals have you set um for yourself for uh, the upcoming year, especially in NWA? So throughout 2023, you if you paid attention, you would have seen that I've leveled up, I've evolved, I've busted my ass in the gym doing cardio, doing like just regular weight lift tra uh, weight training. I want to be the face of NWA. Like I, I want to push myself to where I can hold the NWA Women's World Championship. I don't know if I can do it for as long as Camille did because that she became the fifth. Uh, fifth longest reign of all NWA women's world championships of all time. Uh, that's an incredible feat that I would be insane to be able to do. But I want Samantha Starr and NWA to be synonymous. I've pushed myself and I continue to push myself and grow. I want championship gold around my waist. I, I feel like not only would it carve my name into the history books but it'll it will also help me feel like i do my family proud if that makes sense the the championships that the nwa have are different from any other promotion they're different from independent wrestling they're different from aew and wwe because those titles mean so much more they mean history they mean deep roots and that would be just the pinnacle of my career I love that. I hope in 2024, everything happens for you that you want. Uh, Samantha, I want to thank you for coming on today 
and doing this interview. I had a great time. I would like to ask one last question, and that is for you to take the time to plug your social media and plug anything that you have upcoming uh, within your career. Sure. So upcoming, I have NWA Sawin October 28th. I have no idea what kind of match I'll be in, but that's the next event that I have. Following that, on November 4th, we'll be at NWA, the TV tapings in the Skyway Studios in Nashville, Tennessee. And then I'll also be appearing for the November 17th and 18th in Sarasota and Tampa Bay for the NWA. If you want to follow me, please do at Perfect Knockout on Instagram and Samantha Star on Facebook. Don't follow me on Twitter because my Twitter got hacked like six months ago, sent the email. They said, tough luck. So Twitter is the only thing that I don't have, but Instagram and Facebook, Samantha Star at Perfect Knockout. Awesome. And again, I want to thank you for coming on uh, the show today. I had a great time. And ladies and gentlemen, always remember, spoiler freeze, the way to be. We're out. Hey, everyone. Thanks for watching that video. If you liked what you saw, make sure you hit the like button and make sure you hit subscribe so you can get all our content here at Perched on the Top Row. And fans, remember, spoiler freeze, the way to be. I'm out.